0: Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place and provide inspiration for others. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires everyone. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you you meet here, we all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Well, welcome back to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and today I want to talk about how the message matters. Um, So my company, Your People, does marketing, public relations, and what I call business messaging development. And uh, people don't always know what that means, so I thought it would be really important to talk about what is your message and why does it matter so much. So um, do you even know what your message is? I mean, do you know what you're trying to say, what you stand for, what the The story is behind all that you do. Um, This isn't as easy of a question to answer as you might think. It's the kind of thing that takes a lot of time. Um, The words are really important and we want to craft it carefully so that it has lasting impact. And so think about it. What is your message? Do you even know? It could be a personal message, a professional message, a message associated with your workplace brand, maybe. Um, in fact, there's so many messages around us all the time that we must be crystal clear about what exactly our messages are and whether they resonate with our brand image. So I'm in the business of message development. It's a core activity for us and it's something I love to do because it's fascinating to think about, you know, how do you envision the work that you do? How do you want the world to see you? And how do you tell a story that's going to make that happen? Um, because it is deliberate and it is creative. Um, it takes a lot of thought and a lot of conversation. And so when we put together packages for messaging, um, some people think, um, wow, I don't understand the value there, but. When you see, when you know who you are, and you see the words you need to use, and you have that as an anchor, as sort of the the foundation of all that you do, it's really easy to communicate uh, along all different channels. Whether it's your website, your social media, um, even marketing messages, ads, things like that. Once you have the language, it's easy to get that everywhere to everyone. Um, And I've built a career on storytelling. So the little background here that's important to know is that I was a journalist for a long time before I became an entrepreneur. And all of my training is about how to tell a story with a specific message. So let's think about the messages that come at you all day long. Do you notice them? you know messages come subtly and they impact us overtly um some of them are glaring you look at a billboard as you're driving along the highway or you um get a, an ad in your news feed on facebook or something like that and it, it's pretty obvious but there are subtle messages too all around that we just um may not ever pick up on so um messages are important to discern and to um understand and to Sort of characterize our reaction to, because we're living in an era of rapid pace connections. So we must be super careful about the messages we put out into the world. The message really matters. It just matters so much that it it bears repeating. The message matters. Uh, so research shows that a person must be touched by a brand an average of seven times before they engage with that brand. That means that you need to be clear, consistent, um, deliberate. Um And pervasive amongst all your communication channels with the same consistent message. So, if you send mixed or conflicting messages, what is the likely outcome? My guess is that the listener will shut down or move away, and instead choose a more consistent, clear, and enticing message—something that makes sense to them, that they're they're very uh, clear on understanding. I read a recent Time magazine article by Lisa Lucas, who's director of the National Book Foundation. <clears throat> she shared Pew Research Center statistics. In a recent Time Magazine article that I read by Lisa Lucas, director of the National Book Foundation, she shared Pew Research Center statistics about how many people read nowadays. So the statistic was cited like this, 24% of Americans did not read a book in 2017. But in the article, Lisa corrects that notion and she says, I saw the statistic as 76% of Americans did read a book. So it's all about how we frame the message. We could say, oh my gosh, a quarter of people don't read. Or we could say, yeah, three-quarters of people do. Um, it's all on how you choose to craft the message. So we can be alarmist and look at the negative, but I far prefer Lisa's approach to seeing the good. Obviously, 76% far outweighs 24%, so I'd rather focus on that. Um, she writes in the article, each day, more books are being published that speak to every kind of person from every kind of place. Readers can be built. After all, we have unlimited invitations to this party. So that's a message of possibility. This article was part of a time issue devoted to optimism, and optimism is all about positive images and about possibility. A great message is relevant to its audience. A 2018 survey by Forbes found that 60% of millennials make purchases that they believe express their personalities. There are a number of brands that do this quite well. Patagonia, for example, launched a campaign that went viral titled, The President Stole Your Land. Then they endorsed two political candidates for the first time in the company's history. So here's an outdoor retailer, which already has a history of aligning its brand with its values. Uh, Patagonia was founded by Yvonne Chouinard, a mountain climber who is passionate about the environment, and he's also connected to Zen Buddhism. So Patagonia was built on a platform of protecting the environment and wildlife. It gives grants and a portion of sales support environmental activism. Their message comes both through words and through actions. and that's how we know it is a consistent and deeply held message. They walk the walk, which I'm going to say any brand should do. You know, Nike is another example of supreme messaging that's clear and inspiring. Uh, Just do it date backs to my ch- dates back to my childhood. It has transformed and evolved with the times. This Just Do It is a simple message. It's quick. It's memorable. Everybody knows it. But Nike is known for supporting beliefs and passions now rather than just selling athletic apparel. Think about the Colin Kaepernick situation where he chose to kneel during the national anthem. Nike applauded his protest in its 30th anniversary campaign and sales skyrocketed. They dared to share their beliefs publicly and obviously being true to the company's message paid off. They did what was right for them, which led them to do well. So you could call this mission-driven messaging. I'm gonna ask you, have you ever considered what your personal mission is or your career mission? And why would you create a mission for a company? Well, I'll answer that because we must know the why before we can do the what. Without a why, without a purpose, we cannot be clear on why we wake up every day and try to move the needle. When we desire to make a difference more than to make a dollar, we end up with greater happiness and usually a more robust bottom line. Um, Doing right is far more alluring than just doing. So let's look at another company that's known for its consistent and meaning-rich messaging, Ben and Jerry's. I went to graduate school in northern Vermont, um, not far from the Ben and Jerry's headquarters. And I remember visiting the factory for a tour and saw how they make their ice cream. Got to sample it. You know, it's always delicious and creative and um, very colorful factory. And if you think about it, ice cream is an absolute commodity. You know, walk the freezer aisle of any grocery store, you have plenty of delectable options. Most for a lot lower price than Ben and Jerry's. But why does this business continue to prosper? If that's the case, they have small little cartons. They're very expensive. Um, you can get the store brand for really cheap and probably three times the size. This business, I think, prospers because of its creativity. Um, obviously, look at the names and flavors and packaging designs, which I find truly inspiring. But I also think that Ben & Jerry's succeeds because of its messaging. So last year, Ben & Jerry's protested the president's anti-immigration policies by issuing a new flavor called Pecan Resist. The proceeds from sales of Pecan Resist go to organizations that support people of color, women, the LGBTQ community, refugees, and immigrants. This year, in 2019, Ben & Jerry's biggest focus is racial justice. The company made a decision to send a message about what matters to it, and that leads its business decisions. Uh, There's a woman named Lindsay Bumps, who is a communications team member for Ben & Jerry's, and she said, with the evolution of issues in our world, our focus may shift But our root beliefs in social justice and environmental justice and where they intersect are our focus. It's clear, it's articulated, it's out there, and they're not afraid to stand for something. You know, every era has a message of meaning. If you think about the 1950s and 1960s as the seeds for the civil rights movement germinated and grew, Powerful voices for change came through influential leaders who dared to take a stand and consistently, frequently share their message. George Orwell said, in a time of great deceit, telling the truth can be an act of rebellion. I think the message matters today more than ever. I feel like we should say less and let the silence speak. The purpose of silence is to let the words we do say hover in the air so we pay more attention to them. The silence gives them weight. A good message must be specific, each word chosen with purpose and thought. Um, It might sound counterintuitive, but the more specific a message, the more universally relatable it is. So when you speak in generalities and broad sweeps, no one can relate. But once we arrive at a well-crafted message... And we transmit it consistently, lovingly through all communications channels. People connect with it, especially when you get very specific. How you deliver a message matters too. So think about a text message. If you text somebody, it carries urgency. Um, if you email, uh, it's a little more laid back. It can be a meandering flow, maybe a little poetic even. On a website, definitely. it's It's something that you can dig into if you have the time and interest. Um In social media, totally different story. So it's short, to the point, quippy, hip. You know what I mean? Um, so if I haven't already, I'm going to get a little controversial here. I'm, I'm going to admit on the record I'm a progressive. My politics tend toward the liberal. But when it comes to messaging, I'm actually going to tip my hat to the right wing. And I know that's controversial and a lot of my liberal friends will gasp and gawk when I say this. But here's why. Take a look at the abortion debate. Yep, a topic nobody wants to discuss, but I think that this is a really good example of owning and steering the messaging. So, the right was the first to claim the message pro life. That's an incredibly powerful phrase, two small words, and yet the meaning is profound. So, I have to ask you who isn't pro life, right? I mean, think about owning that message and claiming those words. They took control of the message by being the first to claim it. So as a result, the other side, the side I align with, had to develop messaging in a reactive fashion instead of proactive. I mean, you don't want to be anti-life, do you? Um, At least I wouldn't want to be. So honestly, I would argue that being anti-anything is reactive rather than proactive, negative versus positive, defining yourself or your movement by those you're against. That's not a strong stance, and it's not something I would ever advise. So, you know, I wouldn't define myself in relation to others. I'm more than a wife, more than a mother, though I am both of those things, but I prefer to define myself in ways that are wholly my own, writer, entrepreneur, thinker, because I want my message to be purposeful and personal. So if we go back to the abortion messaging and you think about the left claiming pro-choice is their message, and I'm not going to wax philosophical about abortion on this show, although we could dedicate a whole episode to the topic, but I won't. What I will say is that pro-choice is not a great message because it's vague and general, and it could apply to so many things. I mean, couldn't we argue that we're all in favor of having choices? Yes. It doesn't specifically speak to abortion. I mean, neither does pro-life. I'll just admit that. But And we're not going to argue the finer points of either side's messaging. But if you get down to it, um, both sides – have weak messaging, but the weaker of the two is left because it's in reaction to the initial messaging, plain and simple. So what I'm saying is you want to be first to the conversation if you want to define the message. All right, let's move away from a weighty topic and get back to this concept of the message matters. So um, if you haven't taken a deliberate approach to your messaging before now, I hope this will inspire you to rethink your message or even to consider if you have one. So a personal brand message, a professional message, You know, what do you stand for? What do you want to be known for? And once you answer those questions, what are the words you must use to achieve that? There is an easy path toward developing your message. Um, We work with clients for months to determine the few simple words they need to stake their claim and become known. Um, It's a priceless endeavor. I'm sure we don't charge enough for it. I'm sure everybody thinks it costs too much, but what is your message worth? Because it's the foundation of everything you say from here. So if you're listening and you want to tackle this mountain of messaging, start with the five C's of successful messaging. First, be clear, easy to understand, memorable, no matter who hears your message. Second, concise, direct, to the point, no extraneous words, every word matters if you want your message to be powerful, edit judiciously. Next, credible, your message must be believable. Nothing lofty, nothing out of reach. Be real, be down to earth, be relatable. Prove that you mean what you say so it is easy for your audience to believe you. Compelling, catch attention, inspire your audience to take action. And the fifth C is consistent. I've already said it so many times on this episode, but a message must be repeated often through a variety of communication channels for it to make its true and lasting impact. I came across a global study by Facebook Messenger from 2017 that showed how the art of conversation evolved. It says, messaging is more important than ever today. 80% of adults between the ages of 19 and 64 and 91% of teens send messages every day as a primary way of staying connected to others. The study referred to messaging as text messages, but I'm choosing to think of these stats in the realm of general communication. The message matters, no matter the vehicle of distribution. You know, of course text messaging is pervasive. Did you know it's been 26 years since the first text message was sent? I came across research that was a real no-brainer, and it just underscored what I already know and do: that genuine conversations are the best conversations. For a conversation to be great, research shows people have to be genuine, thought-provoking, and entertaining. No pressure. But think of these attributes when developing a brand message, whether it's a personal brand or a company or organization. Be authentic, mean what you say, make people think, make them laugh, maybe make them cry. That's what makes a good message. So no wonder it takes time and thought. A brand message is any verbal expression that communicates your brand's promise to your audience. It is the first step toward building a relationship and business is all relationships. We have so many choices, you guys. We see can see through fake messages and posers. We can turn them off. We can unfollow. We can block them because we have so many options. Tantalizing messages come from knowing your identity and what you value. And they're hard to articulate and even harder to live by. There's no shortcut to walking the walk. Everything matters about this message. The authenticity, the heart, the colors, the images, the shapes, the words. Your message is it complex and it's important because it matters. Think about the FedEx slogan, We Live to Deliver. Simple to the point. It's a brand message that is focused and direct. The brand is all about getting the job done, delivering the package into your hands. That is its sole purpose for existing which is focused and specific, but it's also intense and it's reassuring. There's an all-boys school in Haverford, Pennsylvania called the Haverford School that has a simple message on its donation pages on the website, which explains why they seek contributions. And the message is, it's all about the boys. Again, simple, to the point, you know where your gift goes. There's no guessing. And it's direct. It's, it's really, really clear. Consumers today desire brand messages. We have so many choices. We want a reason to select one brand over another, whether it's mission or beliefs or passion, some specific and unique value. When you know your brand message, you can easily create product content and make decisions about your business. A clear, consistent, accessible message builds trust in your brand, which leads to loyalty and repeat business and growth. I hope I am making myself clear. I hope my message here is coming across. Ultimately, all you need to leave this episode of the Make Meaning Podcast with is the idea that the message matters. First you craft it, then they come. Know who you are, what you're about, what you stand for, what your unique contribution is to the world. And you can easily share a message that is captivating, inspiring, connecting. I'm going to wish you luck on crafting your messages. I'm here to help if you want it. But just remember, every word counts. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've loved sharing this episode of the Make Meaning Podcast with you. Wherever you go and whatever you do, the message matters. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've really enjoyed being here with you today. You can find the Make Meaning Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and I'd love it if you'd share our great conversations with all your people so we can add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do.